Hello and welcome to the Four Quarters podcast. I'm your host, Samad Sagir. Uh, you can find me on my socials uh, at Samurai. That's at 5-A-M-M-U-R-A-I. Uh, spells out Samurai. The, welcome to the first, very first episode of the Four Quarters podcast where we will be talking about all uh sports um mainly the american ones and anything else that comes up in the news and i'll be giving my reactions we'll be hopefully having some discussions with some guests on here as well in future episodes but as it's the first episode you have my company to uh, contend with a little bit about myself i am a current two sport athlete uh, as well as being a, a mega fan of sports as well, all sports, you can name them all, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I currently play American football for the Sheffield Giants uh, in the British American Football Association here in England. And I also play uh, local league uh, basketball as well um, uh, for the Tapton patrons in the Sheffield Basketball League. Uh but besides that, I am a huge sports fan and this pod will be for me to give reactions, as I've said, uh, discussions and maybe have some interviews in the future. Uh, we're going to be talking about pro sports, plus the local things that I'm involved with as well to shine a light on uh, some of the more amateur sports uh, in this country. But mostly we shall be talking about American football and basketball as that's my current specialty. The very first topic that we are going to talk about is the a game last night between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, uh, Game 5, where it's, uh, Celtics cruised to a 110-97 win at the, uh, at the Garden to make it 3-2, going back to Miami for Game 6. Uh, Celtics, in my opinion, were cooking during this game, like... 16, uh, 39 threes, you know, 41%, you know, 50, 50% from the field, 14 out of 19 free throws. I mean, they were hitting, they were hitting everything. You know, I, I watched that game on League Pass last night and I was like, damn, they're hitting, right? But most of all, what I saw was it was, it was just great defense is what did it. I mean, Marcus Smart, you know, five steals, the entire starting five, the Celtics, all had at least one steal. And then you look at the scoring, Jason Tatum had 21 and 11. You know, Smart had 23, White had 24, Jalen Brown had 21. So it was a combination of great coaching, great defense, energy, and hitting your shots. And Miami were the complete opposite of that. Yes, they were 51% from the floor. And they made... 9 out of 23 from 3, which is about 39%. So a little bit under what's desired. But uh, they made nine threes, right? But Jimmy Butler, you know, he's your star player. You know, he only scored five baskets, 14 points. Bam had 16. You know, Struess, you know, tw in 24 minutes, he made one three-pointer. You know, that's, that's not good enough. From, from players in your starting five, you know, like like Kyle Lowry, like what is he to the Miami Heat? He played 30 minutes and had five points and one assist and four turnovers. He's not your starting point guard. He is dead weight. 
as starting point, you played 30 minutes and you only managed to get one assist. Like, okay, cool. You're not scoring. You know, your shot may not be falling, whatever. Right. But you're the point guard. You're telling me you only got one assist in 30 minutes and turned the ball over four times. The, I'm sorry. That's just not going to do it. Like he's, he's not good enough. Not good enough. I mean, the bench, Miami bench did a bit better. You know, Duncan Robinson, I thought, played pretty well. He had 18 points off the bench. You know, Highsmith, you know, three out of four from three, 15 points. And Caleb Martin, who's been consistent throughout this series, you know, he had 14 off the bench and he was the one that was really attacking. So, I mean, overall, Celtics got to have momentum. Uh, you know, it's 3-2 in the series. They're back to South Beach. You know, they've got the momentum. But the Heat need to get it together. Because if they lose that game in South Beach and they have to play games... They do not want Game 7 at the Garden. They do not want that. That is... Like, even though, like, the Celtics' record hasn't been great at home during these playoffs, it's... They've got the momentum. And they're, you know, it's, it'll be... If they win, if they win at Miami for Game 6, the, the momentum is strongly in the Celtics' favour. You know? Um... So game six, Saturday night, it's a must win for both. For Miami side of it, Jimmy Butler needs to step up as the man on this team. Like, 14 points as the main man is not going to cut it. Like, it's not going to cut it. Now, moving over to uh, the NFL. Um, I'll put it out there right now. I'm a... I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. You know, that's my team. That's who I love. Like, even before Mahomes got there, before we won the Super Bowls, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm not a I'm not a bandwagon guy. You know, I'm I'm a Chiefs fan. That's my team. So recent news today, um, uh, Patrick Mahomes is quoted uh, saying. Uh, I care more about legacy and winning rings than making money. This, of course, is in relation to the uh, the recent news that the Chiefs um, had gone back to him about restructuring and renewing his contract. Um, I mean, this is what you want to hear from your franchise QB. You know, uh, he understands if he blew away the market. Like, th- there's no question that he he could he could easily ask for whatever number he wanted and they it, it would be paid but he understands if he blew away the market he'd have no Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones to continue to help him win you know at the end of the day it's all about picking up that Lombardi at the end you know and like he's got two rings already and he's on trajectory to catch Tom Brady you know, like if he continues in this in this manner, right? Um, the Chiefs are always going to come back and redo his deal every couple of years anyway. You know, he's he, you know Pat doesn't have to worry about money. He's got his head screwed on straight. He understands what it takes to win, and you know, like regardless of how much the team's paying him, they are paying him a lot of money. That's for sure. Um, but it's a team friendly deal, and. He's making twenty million, uh, in off the field endorsement anyway, endorsements anyway. So he doesn't have to worry about money. He's fine, and I think 
these comments show where his head's at. He's not worried about money or, you know, to be the most highly paid quarterback in the league. Like, no, he doesn't need that. I think the fact that he's won two rings now, you know, he's in the conversation of, you know, being the GOAT. You know, obviously not yet at Tom Brady's level, but if he, where he's at now in terms of his career and how much he's, how many rings he's won, he's ahead of where Tom Brady was when Tom Brady was at this point. So, like, um, you know, Pat's got his head screwed on straight. You know, he's not letting, he's not letting the, uh, the limelight, you know, cloud his judgment. You know, he understands he needs the star plays he's got around him to continue to win and he's going to do just that you know I have faith in him you know as a Chiefs fan um, but even looking at it objectively you know this is what you want to hear from your franchise quarterback you want you want your franchise quarterback to be happy and to have their head screwed on straight where they maintain as much of the team as possible to try and win because that's what it's all about because if he blew away the market he wouldn't have nobody and he would just be putting up great numbers as a quarterback and not winning nothing. And I would much rather he, t- you know, with what he's doing right now, he's still getting paid a, a boatload of money anyway. On the, you know, from, from the Chiefs and off the field endorsements. So he doesn't have to worry about money. And, you know, he doesn't have to try and, you know, he, he he's not... He doesn't need the title of, oh, I'm the highest paid quarterback in the league. I think he prefers, you know, the best quarterback in the league and having a legacy, as he said, and winning rings. That's what it's all about, man. Getting rings. And he's he's ahead of where Tom Brady was at this point in his career. And if he keeps going, he'll he'll I think he'll he'll get there. He'll get there for sure. Or at least close enough. You know, definitely. So pivoting back now to the NBA, uh, we're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets. They've made their first NBA Finals ever in in the history of their franchise after sweeping the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Um, all I've got to say is, Jokic is insane. He is such a good player. I mean, I watched Game Four of the Western Conference Finals, right? And I watched the whole game from start to finish. And I didn't think... When I was watching the game, I didn't think he had done a lot. He made a bunch of shots and he was getting rebounds. And I thought, oh, you know, you know, he's not really... You know, Joker's not really done much today, you know. And then after the game, I looked at the box score and he had a 30-point triple-double. Like, like, I was like, when did he do that? Like, he, he made a couple of crazy shots, you know, some crazy threes where he stepped back, you know, with you know, defender on him and he just nothing but nylon, yeah. And I thought, wow, he's he is so good. He's he's an amazing player. But then I didn't realise that he just nonchalantly got a 30 point triple double. I was like, this dude is taking it easy and he's just dropping 30 point triple doubles like it's nothing. <clears throat> Insane. In my opinion, best player in the league right now. Def- best player in the league right now, man. He, he's it's insane how good he is. Um, you know, I'll keep this particular section short about the Nuggets. Uh, uh, I'll I'll keep it short. I mean, I am looking forward to watching Game One of the Finals for sure when it when it comes on. But um, yeah, man, the Nuggets are going to be very difficult to stop um, in that series, whoever they play, whether it's the Heat or the Celtics. But I'm looking forward to seeing the Joker play. 
he's uh, it's just amazing watching him play for sure i mean it's just just out of this world guy he's just an out of this world guy um but yeah no looking forward to the looking forward to game 1 now sticking sticking with the nba you know following the lakers getting swept in in the western conference finals um you know there was the news about lebron was considering re retirement that's nonsense that is in my in my humble opinion i don't know lebron i don't know what he's thinking but that's nonsense um, uh, uh, what i think uh he's going to come back you know he's he literally at 38 years old he's still he's literally one of the top 10 players in the league still at 38 years years old he, like he's he played really well in the western conference finals like throughout these playoffs um and there's the overarching story with his son Bronny, uh, LeBron James Jr., um, who's committed recently to USC to play basketball there for a year. So September twenty twenty three, well, in the in the fall, in the autumn of twenty twenty three, he's going to be attending uh, USC, um, and I imagine he's going to be a one and done. He's going to be a projected lottery pick, um, and LeBron wants to play one season with his son. So, I know that he's going to. Um, LeBron's going to want to have some surgery, uh, during, uh, this off season, uh, get healthy, get come back. Um, whenever that may be, he may, it may not necessarily be on opening night for the new season, but he's going to come back. Uh, he's going to pay, he's going to play another season and then he's going to wait for Bronny to get drafted and wherever Bronny goes, that's where LeBron's going to be. You know, uh, there's also the rumors come out about, um, uh, you know lebron's made it uh, made it very clear before uh, on his uh, on his barbershop uh, podcast that the one player that he wants to play with is steph curry so those rumors are flying around now as well so whether he comes back to the lakers or he goes to the warriors or whatever i mean that could be a decent that that could be a trade that could happen you know we don't know but uh, i mean it would keep lebron in like the the california area so it would be close enough for him to go and watch Bronny play at USC so it makes sense he wants to play with Steph you know for at least I would imagine a year so um that might be a way to go um but yeah uh there's the story that came out recently that he played the last four months on a torn tendon uh, in his foot um I mean we knew of this because uh, it was noted at the time that he said that he heard a pop when he fell against the Mavs earlier in the season um yeah I mean, like I said, he's gonna get he's gonna get surgery to sort himself out, and then he's gonna decide where he wants to play, whether he wants to come back to the Lakers or whether he wants to try and play with Steph. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense that those rumors are gonna continue to fly about as the weeks go on and the months go on. So uh, we're gonna see. But I think for now we should let LeBron uh, have his surgery, have his rest, go on vacation, enjoy his time with his family, and um, you know we'll see about that uh, in the next coming months. Moving back on over to the NFL now, um, I mean, I, I literally saw this news on social media that DeAndre Hopkins has been released by the Arizona Cardinals, just been released, not traded, which is insane to me. I mean, he's your number one receiver. I think he's still a really good receiver in the league and you didn't get nothing for him. You didn't get like a first or a second round pick. A third, a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, anything. You just let him walk away and not get anything back. 
I don't, I don't know what the Cardinals are thinking. Uh, they must know some information that um, I don't or that I've not seen. But that to me, on, on face value, that looks like it's an insane decision and that someone's going to get fired. Because, I mean, there's been talk um, in the preceding months to this that DeAndre, you know, wants, you know, likes, likes the Bills or the Ravens or the Chiefs, you know, all three of them with great, all three teams with great quarterbacks, you know, I imagine DeAndre would love to go on any one of those teams. I certainly would, I certainly would like to see him on the Chiefs, for sure. Like, now that he's a, he's a free agent, like, I don't have to give up anything. Like, I mean, if I was Andy Reid, you know, Brett Veach from the Chiefs, I'd be, I'd be knocking on, knocking on DeAndre's door, being like, hey, 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 let's, let's, let's talk, bro. And I'm sure the Bills and, um, you know, the the Ravens and whatever, and other teams are also, you know, hollering at him and being like, hey, you know, what's the, what's the plan, bro? You know, but uh, it's another wait and see. But my initial reaction was just shock, the fact that the Cardinals just let him go for nothing, just without getting anything back. I was in shock, just in shock. But sometimes... <sighs> I'm not I'm not an NFL executive so I could not tell you uh, you know the rhyme or reason as to why such a thing occurred but it's happened. Uh so we're just going to have to wait and see uh where DeAndre decides to uh to sign and uh then we can start um making uh, predictions about uh what happens uh in his upcoming season. So that's that's all from the uh, US. Uh, I'm just going to finish this episode off with a little update regarding um, my current team, Sheffield Giants. We currently play in the in Division One of uh, the British American Football Association. Uh, I play, uh, as I mentioned before, I'm one of their their players. I play quarterback for them. Uh, we have a game uh, this Sunday uh, against Sanwell Steelers away. So we're heading down to, uh, the Walsall area. If you're in the area, come down and watch, you know, um, it should be, it should be a good game. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll get a win out of it. I mean, from what I've seen of Sanwell, they're a very, uh, run heavy, um, team, uh, as far as their offense is concerned. Um, so we're just going to have to see, uh, you know, how they play on the day and, uh, hopefully we can get our, uh, get, get a win. Uh, our first win of the season. We are currently uh, 0-3 so far. So hopefully we got our first win of the season. Hopefully it'll be a lovely day for football. So uh, I'm excited about that. So um, yeah, let's see. We'll just see how it goes. But as soon as the game's done, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure in the next episode on, on Monday, I'll uh, I'll be dropping, um, uh, I'll be I'll be letting you know uh, how, how it went. And hopefully I can I can be happy and smiling. And that brings us to the end of the episode, the very first episode of the Four Quarters podcast. Um, thank you all for uh, bearing with me and uh, listening to me give give my um, honest reaction and reviews. Um, you know, this is my first time doing a podcast and uh, really opening up about my uh, sports knowledge and my reactions. Uh, you may not agree with me and that's fine. Uh, 
but uh, I do appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, episode two will drop on uh, Monday following this weekend. So I hope you all enjoy your weekends. I hope the weather is lovely wherever you are. Uh, and uh, stay safe and uh, God bless. And I shall see you all on, well, speak to you all on Monday. Good night. That was the Four Quarters Podcast.